This episode is part of a series of curious conversations between creative minds to inspire yours. I hope you enjoy it. Dear Creative Mind, welcome. This podcast is a space I created for us to explore the depth, textures, and intricacies of our creative mind. My name is Pascal, and I'll be your guide helping you navigate your rebellious path. I know our creative mind sometimes gets lost in the maze of our imagination or sidetracked by the stories of our inner critic. On this podcast, you'll find grounding meditations to soothe your mind, coaching notes to help you find more focus and flow, and conversations with other creatives to inspire you in the hopes of helping you better understand and take care of your whole creative self. I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Today I'm chatting with Paige, designer at State of Sage. She is also an active member of our community at the Creative Playground. So that's the gathering that I host for us every month around the full moon. So if ever you attended one of those before, you probably met her already. Paige is actually a former client of mine. So I had the honor to support her through part of 2021 and 2022 when she was going through so many different changes in her life. She was birthing this new vision for her business, but she was also moving her whole life across the globe. So there was a lot of uprooting and then grounding back into new roots in so many different aspects of her life. And through this unsettling chapter, um, she was able to find a bit more balance, a bit more grounding in between so many polarities. So between what was familiar to her and what was unknown, between the old and the new, between being creative and being strategic. And I really think that's something Paige does extremely well. And that's part of the reason why I wanted her to be on the podcast today and have this conversation, because um, she has this beautiful gift of being able to hold dichotomies in a very, very graceful way. And maybe that's because it's part of her work, or maybe it's part of who she is, but she always plays between extremes all the time um, in her work as a designer, between the logical and the creative, between the strategy and intuition, between diving really, really deep into a project and then having to get some perspective and take a step back. So I feel she is a living proof that these contrasts can be embraced with a lot of grace. And it's not about being one or the other, you know, being creative or business-minded, being ethical or wealthy, uh, being structured or free-spirited. We can be both. It's just about how we hold ourselves in that dance. And Paige is, for me, a beautiful example of that. And I cannot wait for you to get to know her. Paige, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pascal. Thank you so much. How is your creative mind feeling today? Oh, I feel really grounded and ready. I feel like I'm moving into the summer energy. It was just um, had some hot days and looking forward to the seasonal work where I'm investigating 
more time into my business and kind of what's been all these ideas bubbling throughout the year. And now I finally am creating space to, to, to work on those ideas. So I'm really excited. Beautiful. And I know, I know it's been very present for you to have this seasonal approach to your work. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear what is like, what's summer going to look like for you? Yeah, exactly. And you helped me so much realize this and ground into this. Um, I think moving seasonally was always something that um, was kind of in the back of my head. And I think just owning that and deciding that that as, that as my plan was really grounding. So the summer energy is not really a season for a lot of brand projects. Um, usually people don't really want to do deep investigative work. They want to also be outside having fun. And so I've embraced that and also tried to take time off myself and take on more um, fun projects, things that I've been thinking about all year, just playing with my curiosity, building things for myself inside my business. And then fall looks like starting projects with clients um, and then kind of launching and revealing what I worked on in the summer, which is a really fun season. And then winter is much slower, um, more of a hibernation. And then as I move into spring, that's when things start to get really busy and bubbled, bubbling up with, you know, what's blossoming around me with client work. And that's usually when I also start feeling like the drive to create again. Um, and I basically wait till summer to really let those ideas incubate so that I can have a clear vision on how I'm going to play with those ideas in the summer energy. That's beautiful. And I, I love that you bring that up because I feel like sometimes we can force ourselves whenever we are going through like a, a slower season or a slower period when it comes to our business or our creative work. And we tend to kind of force ourselves to spark new ideas or force new sales or whatnot. But it's just so beautiful that you've been so connected to how your business is going and And kind of taking in that information to see, well, how can I best use this energy during that season? Um, and I think it's very important to, to share that because it, there's an ebb and flow into any type of creative work. And for you, the summer and the winter seasons are a bit slower. So you take advantage of that to create new things and to spend time, you know, working on yourself and, and resting and preparing for the next season. Maybe it's different for, for someone else, but I think it's just so, so insightful and powerful when we when we connect to what's going on and that we take that information as I said and, and kind of use it to our advantage so I think that's that's beautiful so thank you for sharing absolutely so I have so many things that I kind of want to get into uh, for our conversation uh, we've been working together for most of this past year and it's been just so amazing for me to witness and support you through everything that you've been through. Um, but before we begin chatting about all of this, I would love it if you could bring us into your creative mind. So kind of talk about who is Paige, the artist and the creative, maybe some weird passions that you have um, or your relationship with creativity, what it's been like lately. I'm curious to, to hear you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about how I define creativity and like what that actually means in my, in my mind. So I asked my mind, my creative mind, what that is. And I think it's really the, 
the ability and the application to resource experiences and stories and sensation and ultimately apply it in some way, whether that be it's art or storytelling or design um, and how how we do that, like what comes out. So to me, that's what creativity is. And I think in my work, I do a lot of listening and researching and asking questions ultimately to like collect those experiences, those sort of like data points, the stories, the the ideal audience, um, these different kind of points so that ultimately I can kind of saturate myself with this information and then I can just rest and sit with it so that I can ultimately move into this place of just intuitive creation where I trust that all the information that I need is there. I just need to like feel into it and find that flow state so that I can, you know, explore whatever that looks like. And it's really fun. I feel like my creative mind is, it's pleasurable to see how uh, all of these experiences and collections and sensations will be woven in and pulled and resourced in when I need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be really challenging because I think uh, it's a busy, <laughs> it's a busy mind. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I think that um, just observing that and having conversations and witnessing the mind is, is a really fascinating space. It definitely is. Do you have any weird passions or things that people are usually not super interested in that you really, really love? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm like a nerd in a lot of different areas of like design and art. I think within design, I, I find a lot of the, the like nuance um, approach within strategy, within um, archetypes, within Um, typography like I'm such a big type nerd I love like zooming into type and studying the anatomy and researching the type foundries and (laughs) just like spending probably too much time (laughs) doing that kind of stuff but I I love um, sinking into all the details that that come through ultimately to the final design product Um, but I don't know about like weird maybe that is weird but (laughs) to me it's just like play it's fun Absolutely. And I think we all have this, this weird, these weird interests or passions that we dive deep into. And it can look weird for other people, but it's just so fascinating to us. And sometimes we fight against this, um, this kind of obsession that we have with something, but that's exactly what makes us creative in some way. So, well, thank you for sharing your passion about fonts and and design (laughs) and you just touched on it uh briefly but you are a brand designer and I would just love to hear more about your creative work I would love for you to share about it with the listeners I've personally been so so inspired by the space that you've created on Instagram and all the resources that you've created this past year it's been wonderful to follow your journey and to learn from you in that sense Um, and I also love the fact that I don't know how to express it, but strategy and creativity are sometimes polar opposites. And I think you blend this into your work in such a brilliant way. Um, and I'm I'm excited to hear more about that, about all of your creative work as a brand designer. 
Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so I offer brand design, brand strategy, website design, and I have a pretty niche uh, like target audience because I it's my business is really coming from a place of what do I enjoy? What am I into? Um, and so that's been really pleasurable to build a business that suits my personal interests. And in a lot of ways, I am my client's target audience <laughs> because I'm also engaged in these subjects. So I work with healers, um, with leadership, with plant-based businesses and folks that are in sustainability and ecology. And um, I, yeah, I, I offer brands and that usually starts with a lot of brand strategy. Um, so brand strategy really just looks like a lot of deep conversations that I have with folks. Um, that usually starts, I mean, most of my projects start with at least like six hours of calls where we just connect over their story, really what the heart behind their business is. Like, why does this work matter? Why does it need to exist in the world? Um, oftentimes this is a very like vulnerable and emotional process. Sometimes these questions have never really been asked. Um, and we really want like to infuse all of that essence into their brand so that when people walk into their space that is experienced and felt. Um, so we talk a lot about their story and why they're passionate about serving their audience. Like what is that magnetic quality that they're really passionate about something and they know that they can serve this certain person really well. Um, and then we also get really granular within like the strategy of like, okay, how do we actually take this vision that's sort of in your crown chakra, it's up in the heavens, can be really dreamy. They can feel quite like Vata or like wind energy when they're approaching me. Like I have lots of ideas. How do I bring this down to the ground? Um, and I walk them through how we, you know, start with vision and honor that space and set really ambitious goals and then bring those ideas through the body um, and feel them in your heart and your fire and then ultimately ground them so that people can understand what your business is, what your ideas are, and they're able to interact with them and ultimately engage and have impact with them, whether that is healing or expans expansion um, you know, like whatever that impact looks like for my audience. So that process is like the strategy pro process, which is really just acknowledging where they are currently, what their vision is and how we, um, find all the pieces that ultimately create a roadmap so that I'm able to look at it from a really high level perspective, but then also like zoom really <laughs> close in and get super granular. So I think within strategy, you're sort of working within all of the layers of complexity um, so that you can get from point A to point B. And I'm handing off this very practical roadmap for your brand to start from vision and ultimately come into form. And then with the design process, that's really, um, you know, this, this foundation that we set. Um, and then I sort of feel very saturated with, again, like the sensations, the experiences, the stories, which ultimately is the fuel for my creativity. Um, and I think that 
once I, you know, become that really saturated point, I usually have to rest um, <laughs> because it's like I'm holding a lot of space and holding a lot. Um, and sometimes I am able to design like the next day, like I feel the vision behind my eyelids and I like can't wait to start designing. And sometimes it takes me like a week or two, which can be a little bit scary to wait that long. Um, but I have a lot of, I've developed over time, a lot of trust that it's okay. If it's not coming yet. Mm -hmm. I need to just rest. I need to trust that all the information that I took in, it's going to eventually transform into something tangible, something that I can build out. And then, yeah, once I feel like I have that kind of connection, that inspiration. Um, I really just like flow with my intuition. It's very creative. I very much like turn off my rational mind, try not to, I try to move away from a cerebral place so that I can let things flow through me. And a lot of times it doesn't really make sense at first. And I'm like, my rational mind will come in and be like, um, what are you drawing right now? What, what is this? <laughs> um, and then I'll look back at it. Like a few days later, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like that was it what I drew, even mm. though I just kind of channeled this thing that didn't make sense in that moment. But ultimately it was actually a symbol that was, you know, connecting a few big points in my client's story um, and what their vision is. So it's a very like intuitive process, but it's backed up with a lot of research and strategy. So I feel like that's how I marry the two together. Um, and ultimately it's something that provides a lot of foundation and empowerment and direction for my clients because it's not like creativity that's just beautiful, which it is beautiful as a product, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it starts out being very smart and very strategic with the goal of really seeing who the people that they're serving and um, honoring them and, and validating them and creating an experience for them. And I love how you kind of play into very different spaces, like all the time you go between opposites. Um, when I was I was listening to what you were saying, and it brought up the fact that you first spend a lot of time with the client, kind of diving into their brain, their vision, dissecting the information, and then you spend that time in your creative space alone to work. You're playing also with the fact that you are helping them bring all the energy that they have in their crown chakra grounded back to the root chakra and, and to into their body from the mind to the body. And then you play between, between this very intuitive approach and this very data-based approach uh, and backed up with facts and strategy, creativity and strategy. And then, and then, you know, feeling the urge to create right away but also leaning into that trust that you have and surrendering to the creative process so it's it's a lot of like back and forth between <laughs> so many different spaces how do yeah. you find that balance between all of that yeah I really see myself as a translator mm. um I feel like I'm there to be a mirror mm -hmm. to people. And a lot of times what I feel like I'm doing is just repeating back what people are saying, but I'm repeating it back in maybe a more concise way, a more like, okay, this would be the messaging. This would be the potency. This would be maybe the visual. This is mm. how we could communicate that through color. And it feels like it's already there. And I'm just sort of like revealing it. 
So I feel like I am the person that goes, that is kind of balancing between these two spaces because I want my clients. And oftentimes I am working with very creative people that they have their head in the heavens and the clouds. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful place to stay in. Um, and that is really the, the space that um, business owners like should be spending a lot of time in. Like, what is your vision? How are you actually you know, creating these really conscious, compassionate, beautiful, big ideas? And I will help you be the translator that brings those down to the ground so that your community can witness those beautiful, powerful ideas and be able to interact with it. And I think a lot of times with creative folks, this process of grounding, it's really abstract. And I think that a lot of people don't end up sharing their beautiful ideas because it's kind of overwhelming. Like, how do I get this granular? How do I find ground? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am sort of like doing that dance between these two spaces Um, in collaboration with you and then ultimately kind of arriving at this space of like okay see now your feet are on the ground and here are the tools here's the aesthetic here are here's the strategy here's the pathway um, that you're able to leverage this system in order this ecosystem in order for you to connect with your community and like grow your brand and expand your vision yeah feels like such a big exhale for your for your people to have yeah. someone to guide them through that process because it feels so overwhelming sometimes to be you know stuck in our creative mind with all of those ideas and to have someone mirror back those ideas really be there and dedicated and devoted to helping you ground it back and bring it to life is just so valuable. So, well, thank you for the work that you're doing, Paige. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it really shows. Um, and I know that you also kind of weave into um, nature is a huge source of inspiration through all of your work. And I'm curious to hear you on on how, how you get inspiration from nature, how you work mm. with nature, uh, what part of it inspire you. So let us know a bit more about that. Yeah, this is like, I feel that nature is, it's just part of self. Mm-hmm. It's, it would be like not acknowledging nature that's all around us that is so intelligent would be like not acknowledging the self, like with a capital S that's mm-hmm. within us. And there's such depth and beauty to witness. And I think that nature, reminds us of being, being present, being human, (laughs) being in the self. Um, And yeah, I think that every time I'm just with nature, it's these incredible moments of presence and calm and clarity and wisdom. And um, I think I, I get so much inspiration from that. I think also my clients almost always have nature as a really strong visual element, value, sustainability, um, plant-based healers. Like it's just part of our world. And like to not incorporate it to me seems like you're like missing a, a limb or something. Like it has to be there. Um, and then also just like the kind of surface level, the textures, the colors. Um, the rhythm, the flow, like all of that helps me get into my creative flow. Um, Like right now I'm staring at my screen, which is water, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's everywhere. I have plants all around me. Um, I try to walk in nature regularly and just, just witness it. 
Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And I assume it's been something very grounding for you in the past year. And that's something I wanted to get into. We've talked briefly about, you know, finding the balance between so many spaces that you play into. But I also know because we've worked together this past year that it's been a very transformative journey for you. Um, there's been the rebirth of your of your business. There's been moving abroad. There's been so many different things going on for you. Uh, and finding that balance must have been something very challenging at times. And I know a lot of us may be going through that kind of transformative experience or in between moments or trying to find their footing. Um, and I would love to hear you on what it's been like for you this past year this journey into finding your finding your footing and, and grounding yourself and finding that balance between so many different things between, you know, like I said, you, you kind of, you went through a rebirth with state of sage. You also moved abroad. Uh, there's been a lot of, of work coming into your way and, and beautiful and inspiring clients. So I, I don't know. I'm just so curious to hear you on that. Yeah. I feel like, um, my business is only two and a half years old and somehow it feels like it just somehow landed on the fast track. Like mm. I feel like this, the transformation feels like every six months there is like a massive pivot. Um, and it's, I think it just really humbled me. Like I feel so much gratitude. Um, and I think also witnessing the need and the ability to be flexible and to kind of flow with the growth, the change, the interest. Um, yeah. And so when we started working, I was sort of transitioning into working with um, wanting to have more accessible resources for healers as a base of my community. And part of that was also just like redefining my vision and my messaging and really wanted to like niche more clearly within my community, um, which has been amazing because it's been received really well. Um, and I've been getting so many just like amazing people and opportunities um, since I've done that. So that's been incredible. Um, and then basically as soon as all of that was launched, me and my husband decided to move from Portland, Oregon to Cluj, Romania, where he's from. <laughs> and I, I just felt like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go with the flow. Uh, thinking that, you know, I can handle anything. And when I got here, it was much more challenging than I expected. Um, I quite literally just felt ungrounded, very disembodied it felt like part of me was still back in Portland. I didn't have roots here. Um, and I think that I found a lot of purpose and grounding within my business, which then led me to just overworking mm -hmm. because that space felt very grounded and secure. And I, I was in control because it's my creation. Um, and I think all of that led me to be even more disembodied whenever I would like leave my desk and go outside and be in Romania <laughs> and not in Portland. Mm. Um, and I think it's just, I went through a period in November, December of last year that was like, oh, wow, I've never had these sensations, big emotions, big, um, questioning, very ungrounded. I'm like an earth water energy. I feel usually very anchored 
And all of a sudden it was like my feet, like were just swinging above the ground. Mm. Um, and I think that, um, I think you supported me a lot in finding my footing in Romania and encouraging me to be curious and try to approach this sort of challenge uh, through play and through curiosity and not being afraid to, you know, try something new. Um, and so I, yeah, I feel like that was a really big kind of like ringing out of mm -hmm. a lot of the baggage and a lot of the momentum that I had from um, this realignment, this re um, branding and this launch and all this energy. I was like going so fast. And then I just felt, oh yeah, I'll just keep sprinting all the way. Like when I get to Romania and it was like, nope, that I needed <laughs> to slow down. So um, yeah, I think I learned a lot from that. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just creating ritual around grounding so that I can continually find my footing whenever I feel a little bit ungrounded here because this is this experience is still very different for me um, mm -hmm. and finding moments of play and curiosity is important yeah absolutely and you mentioned also the fact that you like there's been such a beautiful welcoming energy from your community and and there was a lot of inspiring new projects and you like because everything felt unsettling around you like with the move abroad and all of that you kind of grounded back into what you knew uh, which was your work and I know a lot of us may be struggling you know getting out of this cycle between creative hustle and burnout and hustle again and burnout I don't know how it's been for you uh, when it comes to that but I, I if you have any maybe advice or lessons that you've learned this past year going through that I'm sure listeners would love to hear you. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like there's so much pressure, external pressure and internal pressure, honestly, to, to hustle within our creative practice, to, you know, show the reveal, to get to the end result. And I think we miss out on a lot of pleasure in the process and in the the transformation and there's something really beautiful about the process of creativity so I think just seeing it from that perspective um, and trying to also if your creative your creative practice is also your business trying to see that the process this like rich beautiful unveiling is really valuable mm -hmm. um, and trying to position it as such so that other people see the value of working things more thoroughly and slowly so that people decide that they value that too. And they want, they want that as a, as a result, um, that they're not looking for something that's super fast or, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And then I think with burnout, I think just taking intentional breaks. I know for me, it's so easy for me to get totally sucked into work and just be like pulled into my computer screen and um, decide to work over the weekends and, and because I enjoy my work. So I think that thinking about, like, I think you told me once, what would it look like to not have an empty cup? And that was really inspiring because 
even though I know I have so much creative energy within me, if I just like max it out all the time, eventually it's going to run dry or I'm going to be resentful. So I think a lot of that burnout pressure to you know keep going, um, I try to keep that in mind. Um, and to not like create when you're not in the mood. I feel like part of that um, resting period between strategy and design for me is acknowledging that I might need more time to rest um, and let these things kind of like sink in. Mm. And um, I never, I feel so uncomfortable creating from a space of like forcing it. <laughs> I always um, will basically only create when it feels right to me because I don't want that energy to be infused in the work that I'm doing. And if that means like I need to push back a deadline, I'm just super transparent with people and saying like, look, I need more space because I want to give you the best product. I want to give you something that's really beautiful and I'm unsure about it right now. And that also just gives me permission and just communicating that as a creative, people are usually very responsive mm -hmm. to that explanation. And they also, they want the best work too. So they're like, oh yeah, please take your time. So I feel like so much of the hustle and the burnout is really a mindset that we're putting on ourselves, And we're also looking externally at our peers and we're seeing like, oh my gosh, people have such high productivity. Like, why am I so slow? And so I think a lot of it is just comparison. So taking time off of socials is probably a good idea as well. Mm -hmm. There's so much that comes into play when, when we're talking about hustle. Um, you know, there's this external pressure that you've mentioned for many different reasons. There's, there's also this internal um, I don't know how to describe it, but this internal thing that we're going through when when we're passionate about something and we just yeah. want to work on it. So there's there's a lot of looking out for ourselves and tending to our needs and just being very aware of what's going on because we have to learn to think more long term if we want to sustain that creative practice. Um, it's 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 extremely important at some point to have those grounding practices in place and those boundaries, like you mentioned, some boundaries that you have with your clients, with your creative projects, where you are very transparent with the fact that the creative process sometimes is very, like it fluctuates a lot, like you have to follow it. And when whenever you're in an energy where you're forcing it, the, it we cannot bring our best work from that space, from that, that forced state. Uh, we have to, to go with the flow of creativity and, and whenever we're forcing things, sometimes eventually we end up blocking that energy in, in some way. So I love that you're bringing up the idea of, of setting boundaries. This is brave and it's so important to do with our clients and with ourselves as well to know, okay, well, I feel this high surge of energy to create and I'm so passionate about that, but I know that I also need to kind of infuse some some rest and some play into my weekend or into my week so that I can sustain it because otherwise we're always into that you know that cycle of of hustling and then burning out so it's a lot of of just making sure that we can sustain it long term um yeah there's so much that comes into play when we're talking about hustle and creativity It's, it's hard to balance and it is, and it makes sense that once you're in that hustle burnout cycle, it's really challenging to 
to take yourself out of it because you feel guilty about being burnt out and like taking all this time off that you feel like mm-hmm. sick of your work. And yeah. then you naturally go into hustle mode because you're like, oh, dang it. Like I'm super behind. Now I need to catch up. And it's like, oh, how do you, yeah. how do you break out of that apart from just, you know, setting really good boundaries and saying, nope, I'm done. This is what I'm doing. I accomplished this. Um, and I think one of the things you um, guided with me was when I do feel like those bursts of energy, like setting a timer for myself and being like, okay, I'm just going to give myself 15 minutes to basically like capture this idea. And that's all I have (laughs) when I'm feeling like I absolutely need to, to, you know, write this down or just work a little bit or just do this little thing. Cause I feel like that's what leads to this like hustle is like, well, I'm already on my computer. I might as well just keep going. (laughs) And then it's like one in the morning and you're like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people can relate to that. So if you're listening to this conversation and you're like, oh my God, me too, you're not alone. I think we're, we all go through these periods of, of high energy and hustle and then, and then feeling so drained and so not inspired. And it's, it's also part of that, that creative brain of ours, I think in some way, but, but, you know, setting those boundaries with ourselves and, and tending to our needs and looking out for us and having those self-care plans in place and really honoring them uh, is, is so important. Otherwise, uh, we end up burning out. And, and at some point, we, there's, there's no creative juice anymore and you cannot really squeeze anything out of you. So very important to have those self-care practices in place uh, with our creativity. And I like speaking about creative process. I would love to hear you on your creative space. I'm just curious to know because, especially because you've been moving abroad. So I'm sure it was very interesting for you to see how you wanted to redesign your space uh, in Romania. Uh, So how does it look like for you? (laughs) Uh, That's such a great question. I, in Portland, I had like, I lived in this like funky 1920s, like old building that was very quirky and charming. And I had like lots of art and plants everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, selling everything was such a massive cleanse, which was great, but also like, mm, I kind of miss the stuff that like gets me in that creative flow. And I'm very influenced by my surroundings. Um, and so I've been slowly curating um you know, some artwork, some plants. I love going to the flea markets here and buying artwork and frames and (laughs) trying to find kind of like some knickknacks because the apartment that we're in currently is very modern, which is a little bit uncomfortable for me, but we just like wanted to find an apartment so that we could move in right away. And our intention is to purchase a home. So I do also kind of feel like I'm in this like suspended space. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of navigate like how to ground, but also this isn't really like my house and my furniture because everything's furnished. So that's actually a great question because I, I feel very, I'm very impacted by my surroundings and I don't feel like my surroundings are quite, um, you know, like up to the creative practice. I feel like I've been tapping a lot into grounding rituals and doing other things to like help get into my like creative mindset and like mirroring my clients and um a lot of the things that I do to uh, like mirror my clients is I will like dress in their brand colors or I'll dress like they dress um which is like a really fun kind of like 
adopting an identity so I can like kind of be in their world. <laughs> um, I oftentimes like will listen to the podcast that they recommend or the books that they recommend so that I can like tap into that creative flow. Um, so maybe if my house isn't looking the way that I want it to look, I can like start off my day reading a really amazing book that they recommend. And it just helps me like tap into that creativity and tap into kind of like their essence so that I can um, hop onto their project and be like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I gained a little like secretive snap, like snap into their world. And that's really fun. And that gives me like creative fuel in different ways. That's so cool. That's so cool. And and I know it reminds me of when I was I was traveling a lot at some point and uh, you cannot always have your ideal creative space. So it kind of forces you into adapting your yourself and your creative practice to whatever space you're in when it's furnished and it's not your things. Sometimes you can have some like little objects like I have a specific mm -hmm. crystal that I bring with me or a mug or like a, a, a scent. So you eventually end up looking out for other things that can really ground you and, and create another creative space that way. And I love that you're bringing out this idea of, well, when I'm working with that client, I kind of try to, to, to be in, in their energy, reading the books and, and yeah. being surrounded by their, their branding and their colors and their essence. Um, I think it's such a, such an interesting perspective on your creative space. Yeah, that's Very it's cool. a really it's a really fun. Uh, yeah, and it's like, fun. It's a fun like kind of silly practice that yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, like before getting on calls, I'll be like, "What shirt should I wear? <laughs> like, right. what would this person would like if I was meeting them for coffee? You know, mm -hmm. like how could I be a mirror to them in a way? Um, it's just it's it's fun and it's I lovely. Think Yeah, I think also like bringing in other sensory elements like candles. Well, not right now because it's warm, but normally I have candles and um, I always sage my house and um, I usually have like little objects or plants, things like that. So definitely there's like little trinkets that I have that are are soothing and grounding to me. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting uh opportunity to find other ways to be creative and tap into flow without having like my super nested cozy yeah. um, Portland home. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the same space when you're creating for clients and whenever you're creating like different creative projects for yourself? Um, yeah, I feel like when I'm creating projects for myself, I'll often like sit at a different place in my home Or sometimes I even go out for coffee, like, and I'll work from a coffee shop for a little bit because it feels like a treat. Like, oh, I'm going to take myself <laughs> on a date and, <laughs> and like be in a different surrounding, which feels very like energizing and like different to me. Um, I might just like um, have my day set up differently. Like I might, if I'm doing work for myself, I might start by going on a walk or going for a swim or just doing something for myself. So I kind of feel like, okay, so today's for me. And I'm going to design for myself versus like client days. I typically work like a full day on like one client project. So it's like, I'll start the day kind of thinking, not necessarily like when I'm reading a book that they recommend, it's not that I'm always like thinking about them. It's still something that I'm enjoying. But then once I start the work, I'll start thinking about the book and I'll be like, oh yeah, like I can totally see how that can come through. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just like fun ways that I can, I can tap into that. And part of working with like a limited roster of, of folks in a niche space is that 
their subjects are all things that are underlying interests of mine. Mm-hmm. And so it's so fun because I feel very intellectually stimulated and I'm always learning with my clients. So it's just, I feel like whenever I work on a new project, it's like, Ooh, for the next four months, I get to learn all about this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's super fun. <laughs> Are you, are you in the process of learning something specific or is, is there something you're curious about lately? Oh my gosh. I've been working with um, a regenerative client and I've been learning so much about ecology and regeneration and that's been absolutely incredible. I'm also working with a light worker right now who is like a philosopher and like, oh my goodness, I feel like every time... I'm in that space thinking about her world. It feels like I'm like in the heavens and that's been like such a trip. Um, and I'm also uh, starting another project with uh, another, um, how would I say it? Like a sacred world kind mm-hmm. of sacredness, embodiment, um, leadership, mindfulness. Um, so I think whenever I'm working with clients, it's like it, it brings so much richness to my life <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, it's just really beautiful. Like I feel like I very much go through the transformation with them and we, we mutually benefit from the experience. Yeah, I, I can totally relate. I think it's the same for me. I find it so enriching and, and nourishing to be working with people that we have similar values and, and interests and I learned so much like I've learned so much from you as well um and it's I don't know I feel so privileged and I'm, I'm sure you you feel the same way with your clients yeah yeah beautiful yeah so as we wrap up our our little conversation here I would love to know if you have any words of encouragement or maybe a loving reminders for the listeners yeah oh man I feel like creativity is and your creative mind is uh, is a challenging place sometimes. You know, <laughs> it's like beautiful. It could be kind of devastating. It's wonderful. It's it's up and down. And I feel like just honoring that and witnessing it and trying to um, yeah see it from a witnessing perspective, so that you can see like, wow, I feel really inspired right now. I'm really creative or, um, man, I'm, I'm not really feeling super creative right now. Maybe I just need to let that go today. Um, and give yourself permission to, to rest your creative mind. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that reminder. I think we, we need to hear that often. And, and there's so many different emotions that come into our creative mind and there's space for all of them to be there and to honor them. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like, and we can feel very overwhelmed and very, mm-hmm. like, have a very beautiful space in our creative mind. So thank you for that reminder. It's super important to, to remind ourselves of that. Um, uh, so if the, the listeners are curious about you and your work, like, what's going on in your universe page lately? Where can we find you? Yeah, well, you can find me on Instagram at State of Sage. Um, also, my website is stateofsage.com. Um, and if you are a healer, uh, you can go to stateofsage.com forward slash healers. And I have a whole space in resource center that's dedicated to um, healers. And this has really been a, an, a branch of my business that's been really beautifully 
led and guided by you, Pascal, because um, I came to you at the beginning of our coaching journey thinking, I want to create something for healers and I'm not sure exactly what it looks like, but I had this kind of rough seed of an idea. And I think you really beautifully um, guided me through creating a really smart, grounded um, space that is continuing, continually emerging and, and blossoming. But the intention there is just to um, meet younger businesses and healers with creative minds um, where they're at and provide really grounding, um, accessible resources for them so they can um, present their ideas through their business um, without being so overwhelmed by like, what the heck is brand? And I need a website. How do I do that? And I think a lot of folks that I've seen the back end, back end of their business, and I'm like, oh, I wish someone would have helped you earlier on. Cause like the way that you're doing things is like so much work. Mm-hmm. And this is really, that's one of the kind of key points of this space is how can I make things really direct, digestible, easy, and really high impact. Um, so I have a brain foundation course and I also have website templates and this, these, both of these resources are really just like the fundamental blocks to build your foundation so that you can be focused on, you know, your healing, your creative practice, whatever that looks like, instead of being so overwhelmed by like brand and website and messaging and how to present your value and all these things that can be pretty overwhelming when you really just want to be a creative person. Yes, it can absolutely be. And it's been such a gift for me to witness like the behind the scenes of that. And I think one of your biggest strengths is this ability to blend two opposites. Like we've talked about this in many ways today, but I feel you have this ability to bring a lot of depth, but kind of keep it very simple. Um, and it's beautiful because I, I know that is going to be so, so valuable for, for the healers and for any of your clients. It's, uh, yeah, the work you're doing is amazing. I'm so inspired by you, Paige. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and for having this lovely conversation. I really, really appreciate your, your time and your wisdom and everything that we've talked about today. So thank you for being there, Paige. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you for having this conversation or meditation with me today. And because it is a conversation, you're always welcome to reach out and let me know what came up for you. If this episode felt supportive, please share it with a friend and take a quick minute to leave a rating and a review. It means the world to me when you support the podcast. And if you're curious about working with me as your private coach, you can learn more at DearCreativeMind.com. That's also where you can find more resources to support you and also join our monthly gathering, The Creative Playground. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll speak again very soon.